Hello everyone, my name is DJ Phoebes and I am finally back in the booth. After almost nine months of being away, it feels so good to be back and I can't say how excited I am to be in the booth once again for it has been too long. But here we are and I'm so excited for what this season of Album Digest has in store. So I've spent my summer listening to new artists and trying to dig to the bottom of what each of these artists is trying to convey with their lyrics, instruments, and overall sound of the album. And I can say confidently that I am excited to share my rather profound discoveries with you guys here on Rebel Radio. Now, without further ado, let's get started. So this week on Album Digest, we are going to start off with a newish discovery of mine that I've been so intrigued by from the moment I listened to their album. And their band name is a little scary, I will admit. It is Slaughter Beach Dog, but don't let that name really scare you off for it is some really good, chill music. So their album, Birdie, is one that is so apart from all other kinds of music that it really draws the listener in with a sense of intrigue that not many artists can capture um, the way this band truly does. This whole band found its beginnings when the lead singer and guitarist of modern baseball, Jake Ewald, found himself trapped by writer's block and decided to have a place where he could create freely and without pressure to please any fans. Thus started Slaughter Beach Dog. Sometimes the creation of something truly wonderful comes from the experience of disappointment and perseverance, and Jake Ewald really killed it um, with just this side gig really blowing up after modern baseball declared that they would be indefinitely suspended. So many fans started to follow Slaughter Beach Dog once the band, you know, broke up, and Birdie was their second album as a band. This band's sound is sort of an edgier, indier, singer-songwriter vibe, as I would put it. They definitely have a harder sort of front than their other singer-songwriter counterparts. Though every song in this album, they are able to tell stories of everyday life with an air of those common experiences being something to celebrate, which is so great. And so I'm really excited to start talking about the first track on this album, which is called Phoenix. And so as the first track of this album... It's kind of a somber somber beginning for an album, which is not the way most people choose to begin a project. Most people choose to really bring the listener in with kind of a shock. But in my perspective, this story tells the story of a man who has left his home and moved away, but is now back and reminiscing on the life he lived when he was younger. The lyrics are profound in the song, and as I really paid attention to what they were saying, I was taken aback. It starts off with him processing the death of his brother and the people walking by who did nothing to save him. The old beat cops and the beautiful women who work for the government, they are just walking by in this perfect, cool world while the rest of the people are sweating over their hot coffee in the summer's heat. He then goes on to talk about a past love and the memories they shared. In the third verse, he talks about the nights they would go and get drunk together and say things that were kind, and they finally showed the love they have for each other. This one set of lyrics that really stuck out to me was, and at last we'd seen each other in the way that we'd always dreamed to be seen. How sad is it that in this world we are told we can only be truly seen and vulnerable when we are under the influence of some substance? What if instead of relying on a good night out to share our hearts, we did it because life is too short to be ashamed of the things you truly love. How different would our our lives look and our world look if we lived like this? So I'm going to get off my soapbox and 
I'm going to present to you the very first track of season two of Album Digest, and I am so excited for you guys to listen to it. So Phoenix, it really does just show a lot about Slaughter Beach Dog and their, you know, singer-songwriter vibe, which I really love. And so without further ado, here she is. From the corner of 3rd and Washington You can't see where your brother went out somewhere past the beat cops and beautiful women who work for the government they walk by in air-conditioned tunnels that arc high above the street while i sweat in my hot coffee and daydream about how we might meet Your mother asks for a picture She says today's your birthday In some strung out western stutter Making all the world her ashtray She adjusts her aviators With an absent shaking hand Tilts the camera 45 degrees And calls out modeling commands To go to parties You'd spend an hour before the mirror And I'd drink your gin And ask about your high school souvenirs Tacked on the wall above the bed An old inkjet collage But you were never much for talking So I knelt to your mirage We'd walk the three blocks westbound In the moonlit Philly fall And the party would be grand All our friends would grin with pride All our friends would be so drunk And have such pleasant things to say Then at last we'd see each other In the way that we nights your house kept secrets we'd stumble up the stairs my hands tore through your records while your hands unpinned your hair 
They're both of us still green enough to remove the other's clothes A quiet signal of devotion That I am happy to have known Alrighty guys, well I hope that first song didn't really put you to sleep or make you cry because it's a rather sad song, Um, but that's what the second track is for because it is a lot happier and it is titled Golden Green and so the meaning of the song definitely stumped me for a minute so I had to listen to it a couple times through just to kind of make a lot of sense of what they're saying Um, and although at the at first you know at first listen I was kind of confused I was so drawn to how simple and boiled down the song really felt they didn't add a lot of fluff to go along with the story they're committing conveying here and so as I listened and listened to the song I came to a conclusion of what I think it means um, and you may have another idea of what it means and that's so great but The song kind of continues the reminiscent trend that was in Phoenix, the last track. And so in this first verse, he talks about a stereotypical normal American family life of recycling your milk gallons and meeting your mom in the kitchen. And, you know, as him and his sister are out late one night in the cemetery, they both come to the conclusion that the things they're doing now and the life they're living and the decisions they're making are really creating the narrative of their life and they're building it, and I quote, inch by inch and row by row. He then talks about, you know, fun things you do as a kid in high school, getting high in his basement and sitting on the kitchen counter in his shorts and socks moving the kitchen table to dance and get drunk with a heaven hill in the freezer, realizing yet again that everything around them is so valuable and full of life and wonderful, and it was real life happening around them. And, you know, he's kind of coming to this conclusion of he's wanting to make the most of it all. And I think this song is really an anthem to the youth we lived and the way, you know, you live as a child and just how those experiences and decisions you make really have an impact on the rest of your life and so here is gold and green put my best shoes on and meet mother in the kitchen follow Serpentine explanations for why I stayed at a side Rosemary Robinson, my stars and my sun Hannah and I in this cemetery I'll overcome with belief 
which was definitely a lot different than the first track, Phoenix, which is really fun. Um, and now we're going to go on to the third track of the season, first season, first episode, um, and it is titled Pretty Okay. And this song tells the story of when Jake's family moved away, and, you know, when you move away, it comes with this burden of making new friends and deciphering who you want to be spending your time with. And so this new friend showed him a completely different side of life he that he'd never seen before. And so Lewis was the friend's name. His father was a drunk and spent his night watching TV after work. And his mother spent her days smoking. And so this was a stark contrast to the comfortable family life that Jake had always grown up with. And so this really, this song really hones in on the life of a teenage boy trying to figure out what kind of friends he wanted to surround himself with. So Lewis's father comes out and asks him to fill a hole in his backyard. And after they do that, Lewis teaches Jake how to play guitar. And so although Lewis had no motivation for his future and who knows what happened to their friendship, he taught Jake something that he would never forget, a passion Jake never knew that he had until Lewis came around, which was music. So everything was fine and pretty okay, as the title says back then. And this song is really just an ode to the summers spent as an eight-year-old and the exciting new things that an old friend can teach you. My family left the city in the year 2004. Yeah, the bishop spun my mother around pushed her out the door and the blindfold was tied a double knot she's peeking out in the goodwill parking lot 
And next up is a track titled Bad Beer. And this is the first love song on this album. And it tells the story of Jake and his girlfriend, Annie, who we will be hearing a lot more about as we get further into the album. And it talks about their long distance relationship while he goes on his very first tour. And so, you know, he seemed to be in disbelief, first of all, that he's even dating this girl because he never really took friendships farther than the friend zone phase. And so he left things a little unclear with her before they left. And they're kind of having a hard time with the distance, okay? And she cries on the bus, and these strangers are comforting her. And now he has to deal with the fact that he wasn't there for her during that traumatic time of crying in a public place. And at the end of the chorus, he is telling her to lock the doors and that he wishes he had brought more photos of her to look at. Or maybe no amount of photos would ever be enough for him and the only thing to cure his ache for this girl is for her to be there with him. 
And so I think him telling her to lock the doors and about this photo situation is just another way of him showing her that he loves her and wants her to be safe and wants her to be there. And he makes this funny little lyric that says, once he sells enough t-shirts, they will be back together and live happily ever after. And so, you know, he's a struggling artist, really trying to make ends meet. And he's doing this so that one day they will be able to live comfortably. And so this is just a sweet little love song about a boy who loves a girl and what the heart will do when it loves someone. I never thought that I could be one of the people on TV I never thought that I could live like them And have my friends And sleep with them too So I abstain until I met you I never mentioned anything About the songs that I would sing Over the summer when we'd go Bad and everything old turns you off. I can't take all these locals any, and all they do is scoff at us. Anyway, here's where I gotta get going. Be sure that you lock all the doors. I love looking at your pictures, but I still wish I'd brought more. This little kid Let out a whisper while he hit Big box of candy on the broad street train His dad complained of all of these teens Stuck up in glue to their screens You never told me how it felt When you were crying by yourself all of the people on the crosstown bus loop staring at you, patting your knees, saying, I'm sorry, sweetie. Everything new is a little bit bad, and everything old turns you off. If we could sell these freaking t-shirts, baby, I might come home with a bit more money Anyway, here's where I gotta get going Be sure that you lock all the doors I love looking at your pictures But I still wish I'd brought more
All right, so we are just nearing the halfway point of the first episode, and I just wanted to take a little pause and fully introduce myself if you are new here listening. My name is Phoebe Goodwin, and I am a sophomore here at the University of Mississippi, and this is my radio show called Album Digest, and each week I will be choosing one album to unpack in hopes of learning more about music and the artist and the what, you know, emotions and feelings they are trying to convey throughout this piece of work. And so I hope you guys are enjoying the show today. If you have any album suggestions or, you know, some information you'd like for me to share or tips, please follow my page on um underscore album digest and i would love to hear anything you have to tell me um but yeah i'm so excited for everyone listening and thanks for tuning in and so now we are going to head to the next song which is called fish fry and so in contrast to the new exciting fresh love that causes him pain to be apart from this girl displayed in bad beer Fish Fry tells the story of a longing he feels after a devastating heartbreak with this girl he loved for quite some time. So this song is set and he seems to be abroad alone with this achy longing for this girl to be there with him, especially, you know, as the nighttime comes around. He's riding in this cab under the cold fluorescent streetlights bringing him back to the place he's staying and this is just heightening his longing for this girl and his heartbreak and his sadness and so his friends have encouraged him to be alone more to process his feelings and thoughts but that advice is only bringing him more and more pain so during the chorus it kind of talks about how he's drinking to forget the pain but it only surfaces the memories of her mom's front lawn at White House Beach in Delaware, wondering where their fate might leads, may lead. So this is just another reminiscent theme coming up in this album, and he's just thinking about the good times they had together at White House Beach in Delaware, and he is just honestly in disbelief of how the relationship ended so, so suddenly. And so although he gets drunk every night, he still wakes up with the taste of this girl and he can no longer put her out of his mind. And so this is a really, really painful reality that many face during the moments, you know, these moments of raw heartbreak, a pain very hard to describe, but this feeling is almost perfected in the song. And so here is Fish Fry. Stood up outside the fish fry Hailed a bohemian taxi driver Furnished my dollar twenty-five Hopped on the number ten for a quick ride Into the dull night Singing praise songs From the backseat under cold fluorescent light Mostly at night I can't ignore Feeling of wishing you were with me 
All of my friends insist that I should really be spending some time alone Assessing my thoughts, completing emotional calculations Deriving psychological sums and suffering slow So now we're going to move on to 
a track called Friend Song. And so from the title of the song, I'm sure you guys can assume it is about a friend and it is a song. And so this song is really a conversation with Jake and another person. And so this is a very vulnerable and deep and open song as he is really opening up to a lot of the things he loves and fears and hates and thinks about all the time. And so, you know, he enjoys being home and doing new things, but then he opens up about his fears and doubts that he has, and he's afraid of what people think about him and how endless this life is and universe can seem at times. And on occasion, you know, he doesn't even want to wake up after sleeping. So this song is slammed with deep feelings that a lot of us tend to hide, okay? I'm sure all of us have at least felt one of those things, but that's not really the main point of conversation at the lunch table, perhaps, but he's really going for it here in the friend song. It's a two minute, 17 second song, and he's really just packing it up with emotions. And so whoever he's talking to, though, makes him a little less afraid of the unknown and outliers he talks about. So he's striving to be the person that this friend needs because of the peace this friend gives him. And, you know, he wants to say what this friend wants to hear and keep saying it until there's finally, you know, peace and rest and quiet in this very loud world. And so this song is about someone you love so much, but you could never really truly convey how much they mean to you with words or actions as those seem so simple compared to the love you feel. So it's a love so deep that you would do anything for them. And those friendships sometimes never occur to some people. But when you experience that, even the worst parts of life don't seem so bad. It's nice to be home. It's nice to indulge in
So that was, you know, such a short song. It almost kind of felt like a dream sequence, but it sounds so cool, so different from all of the other tracks on this album. Um, And now we have finally reached the last song of this episode, and it is called Acolyte. And so I need to prepare all of you for one of the sweetest little love songs you're ever going to hear. I think this is the sweetest, most pure and heartfelt love song maybe you know, ever to exist. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm rarely wrong. So this, you know, this song is really good. It just tells the story of a young couple that is really in love. You know, that honeymoon phase people talk about. They are there. They're right in the middle of it, right in the thick of it. And so it kind of tells the whole story of how they met and fell in love. And so when he first sees her across the bar or restaurant or whatever establishment he may be in, he is just struck by her. You know, he sees her and he's like, oh, wow, that is my, that's my boo. That's my wife. But, you know, he's petrified. He can't move. So he kind of talks about how he can't leave the table, but she can't leave his mind. And so, you know, right after that initial sight of this girl, he's stuck, but she's also stuck in his mind. And so, you know, soon they befriend each other and share their feelings of stuck feeling stuck in this life in Ohio and they want to get out before it's too late as they have seen people you know really stuck in this life of you know midwestern culture and American America you know just being stuck in what your parents did and they want to get out before it is too late and so they stumble home together under the stars and fantasize about moving to Ireland together And while she tries to laugh at this thought, she can't help but smile at how wonderful of an idea that is. And so, you know, as they get to know each other, he realizes that she is the real deal. And so he leaves no question in his feelings towards her when he tells her that she's the girl he wants to marry. And so we mentioned this girl a little earlier in the show, but this is Annie, the girl who he was in the long distance relationship with while he was on tour. And so this is the girl. Annie is the girl, and he is very upfront and forward about it as he tells her, you know, I want to marry you. And that can be overwhelming, but when you know, you know, I guess. And so as the night at the bar continues, they spend time at the pool table, you know, breathing in the smoke from the air and acquainting themselves with one another. And so after that night, Annie and him, they're eager to start this new life together. But she feels as though things are moving a little too fast, as you know, they meet, and he tells her he wants to marry her. And so this idea of settling down when you're fresh and young doesn't really make much as much sense as it would when you're older. Um, but all he really does desire is to grow up so that they can settle down. And... You know, he has no hesitation about Annie. And so as the night comes to an end, Annie is beginning to look tired. But more than anything, he wants, you know, his little secret choir to continue singing as he hears her voice. And so he's holding on to this perfect night they've spent together and the future that he longs for. And so this really is a packed night. I don't know if it really all happened in one night or if it was kind of over the course of months or weeks. Um, But it's just a sweet little song about some people who are young and excited to be in love.
Ohio Feeling short on time I bought your inheritance Dead stare at the bar Put back one more Stumble under the stars We could fly to Ireland You know I'm good for the ticket Try to smirk but you're smiling No, I'll stick with it Annie, I want you to marry me We'll wait a few years I don't mean to frighten you I just want to be clear
All right, guys. Well, this is all I have for you today on the first episode of Album Digest. If you guys enjoyed this album, be sure to check out Slaughter Beach Dog on any streaming platforms. They are so great, and they have a bunch of other music that I couldn't cover today. But again, I am so, so thankful for every single person listening out there somewhere. I'm so glad to be back here in the booth and can't wait for what the rest of this semester will bring and all of the things that we are going to learn together together about music and the intricate, beautiful art that it truly is. So be sure to check out Album Digest on Instagram. Pa- on, you know, Instagram, our page is at um underscore album digest i've had so much fun being back and i can't wait to be back here next week with another episode of album digest